This podcast is part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network, hosted by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out everything related to Batman and the entire Bat family at the BatmanUniverse.net, including news and original content related to comics, movies, television, merchandise, video games, and more. Also, check out some of the other unique podcasts that TBU has to offer. Consider supporting this podcast by becoming a patron on Patreon. Even $1 can go a long way in supporting this content that you enjoy. Look for a link over at thebatmanuniverse.net to offer your support now. And now, on with the show. This is Dublin Dane, back after a week off because uh, of various issue, health issues that Tim and I had. Yes. Um, it's, but 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 it's 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 good to be back, Tim. It's good to be back talking with you again. I'm not sure what episode number we're on, um, but we are back, uh, Tim. It's been it it, it it's it, it's been. A uh, heck of two of a two weeks for for you. So so why don't you get into that a little bit? Yeah, even longer actually than two weeks. <laughs> Three weeks, so, four weeks. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. about all. So I after you know, two years, I finally got hit with COVID, unfortunately, and I guess not getting it these last two years, I made up for it because it really got me good. It's like. Three weeks ago, almost a month ago now, was I just I was at work, felt I kind of had a little cough coming. It's like okay, not a huge deal, but that was the night. Like I left work, got a haircut, went to the store, then like around the evenings, the cough was a little stronger. Kind of like was feeling it in my chest, like hmm, that's kind of strange. Then I went to bed, woke up like at one o'clock in the morning, fever, chills, all that good stuff. I was like, oh. Uh, I, but I did take the test. I was like, oh, it might just be the flu. But the next day, figured, but it was, might as well take the COVID test. And it came back positive, And it really knocked me out <laughs> for a good week. <laughs> and I'm still feeling it with a cough. I thought I was just telling Dane, if you don't hear me talk as much on this episode, it's because I want to try to keep my cough in control. Because <laughs> I'm still dealing with that. And it's causing like some spasm and pressure in my chest when I cough. That's still like the last lingering effect of COVID. But... Yeah, it hit me good. And the frustrating part of it, Dane, was that, like I said, it hit me good for I was like really out of it for about a week, like a week and a half almost. But then I started feeling pretty good. and But I still kept testing positive. That was the thing. Even when I started feeling, oh, I should probably be negative now, came back positive. I was testing positive for like a good three weeks. And it was just this week as we're recording this episode on Saturday, August 27th. This Just this Monday is when I finally got my negative first negative result. And I got sick on August 3rd and it was just a long while for me to get that negative result, but it's negative now. I'm feeling a lot better. Like I said, I'm just dealing with a cough, but as you said, Dave, it's good to be back because 
it was forever since I've been sick for that long. Felt that bad and sick for as long as that was. So this week is finally starting to get back into routine. Went back to work and now back to recording our podcast, which feels good. That's good, Tim. Um, it sounds like it really, uh, it, it, it really knocked you out, which is weird because, you know, I kind of had no symptoms when I had COVID and you have, you're vaccinated and you have the booster, right? And it seemed like it, it, it hit you a little harder. Yeah, that's what I was kind of hoping, like, oh, if I did get COVID, I'd be one of those who didn't really feel the symptoms, but yet I had it. But no, <laughs> I had almost pretty much everything that went with it, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, yeah, I am vaccinated, but I, I didn't get the boosters because mm-hmm. I got COVID when the boosters were coming out. And uh. I was like, kind of like, well, yeah, what's the, what's the point of getting the booster right now? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I'm glad you're feeling better. Um, you had COVID. I had uh, what I thought was an ear infection. <laughs> uh, but it turned out I not only had an ear infection, I had a sinus infection. <laughs> and I had swimmer's ear, uh, which is, it's it's a hell of a combo. <laughs> Jeez. Let me tell you. Let, let me tell you. It's a, it's a heck of a combo. You know, uh, I I had a fever. I wasn't feeling good. My ears hurt. Um, not to get too gross, but there was uh, I had leakage from my ears, which which I, I you know come to find out was was pus coming out of my <laughs> ear from the swimmer's ear. Yeah, um, I had a really bad a migraine headache. Um, again, I wasn't feeling good. Um, but yeah, uh, went to the doctor, got the, got the antibiotics, got the, uh, antibiotic eardrops. Um, feeling better now. Um, the only problem was, was at the time of the recording, um, my ears still hurt a little bit. Uh, but I just couldn't hear for some reason. It's like I had some, some kind of blockage. Um, in my ear, like, you know, if, if, if I was in my car listening to the radio, I couldn't hear the music or the podcast I was listening to, but I could hear the car noise, which was Mm -hmm. weird. Um, so yeah, I couldn't hear for like a week and a half to two weeks. Um, after I had the, the, the combination of the swimmer's ear, the, uh, the sinus infection and the ear infection. Um, but yeah, I, j- I just went to the doctor again and they flushed my ear. And again, not to get too gross, you know, but you should have seen all oh. of the, 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 the crap, <laughs> I guess you could say, coming out of my ear. I know all too well what you're referring to. I've had that yeah. done to me many times. And actually, I had tried to have that done just like a, two weeks before I got COVID because one of my ear was dealing with not hearing good and i know this was like wax buildup and they tried yeah. to flush it out but one in like my right ear it was like a dry wax that they couldn't get so i've been trying to take these eardrops to kind of loosen it up but once i got covid i kind of stopped doing that so i yeah. have to get back on that to get my right ear back yeah you should have oh my 
God, it was so gross. Oh, yeah. Like it, all of it, it could it, be it, sick. Yeah, it, it, it is like it was it was black too. <laughs> black earwax. I love it I too. Guess. At least when I did it, like the last time I really had that done was ten years ago. They go, they want to show it to you. It's like here, this is what's yeah. inside here. It's like yeah, no thanks. Yeah, I mean, again, not to get too gross on this, but it was pus and earwax at the same time. Like it did. The, the the water looked like again you don't have to show me the, sorry yeah. nurse but you don't have to show me <laughs> but they did show me and it looked like I was telling my girlfriend uh, it, it it looked like you have a fish tank and you haven't cleaned it in a year <laughs> that's what the water looked oh, like man. <laughs> um, but yeah I mean as soon as I got the ear flush I could hear perfect uh, almost perfectly there yeah, was isn't that a great bit. feeling though <laughs> like, yeah it was such a great feeling yeah and the pressure like the pressure in a, i don't know if it's from earwax or if it's air caught caught up in my head but as soon as that happened the pressure in my head just released um and i immediately like felt better because i was, ha- I was still having headaches because there was some kind of weird pressure on my, like i said if it was from like um, I couldn't pop my ears, kind of like when you go through a tunnel mm. and can't, uh, you pop your ears and you feel a little better. Uh, it was kind of like that. Um, but yeah, like as soon as I got the ear flesh, it was it was better and got the ear drops and you know I'm back at 100%, hearing at 100%. I don't know how I got the ear infection or the um, the, <laughs> the sinus or the uh, swimmer's ear. I haven't been diving in 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 years. Um, the the only thing I can think of is uh, my nephews. I went into their, I just sat with them in their pool, in in their little uh, blow up pool. Okay, <laughs> so that's the only thing I can. Oh man, imagine that's the cause. <laughs> Going yeah, in that I mean, pool. yeah, like they kept on asking me, like you know. Ha- do, do you go swimming every day? Do you, do you, do you dive? Are, are, are you a diver? And it's like, no, I, I haven't gone to the beach, you know, or the pool, I guess, in uh, uh, this year. So, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that happened. So, you know, I feel better. You know, hopefully I never have to go through that again in my life. That was awful. I'm glad you're feeling better. Uh, or as good as you can, Tim. I mean, you still have a lingering cough, but at least all of the flu-like symptoms are yeah. gone, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I I am glad, and um, I can't think of anything better, Tim, than to kick this episode off with than our minute-by-minute commentary, especially considering that in about two weeks we're gonna get um, the Lord of the Rings. TV show Rings of Power, which I'm sure you're excited about, right, oh, yeah. Tim? Oh yeah, but don't add an extra week, Dane. It's coming next week, September second. Next week. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah. Wow. Okay, I have to re. See, I'm rescheduling my, my, my week. because i I thought it was two weeks from now okay so i'm rescheduling my head like like what i have to do okay 
That right. Next next week could have been so awesome. We would have had that and the premiere of Andor. But, of course, they pushed Andor back towards the end of September. But that would have been the heck yeah. of a weekend, <laughs> having two shows, for a Star Wars show and a Lord of the Rings show premiere on the same week. Yeah, so, like, on your uh, Star Wars podcast, you would have had to talk about both, right? Both Andor and Rings of Power, right? <laughs> Probably not. We're actually we're a lot oh. more disciplined on that show as far as staying on the podcast topic or show's topic than we are on this. But <laughs> oh, I see. So so you wouldn't have an eleven hour podcast. No. One talking about Rings of Power and yeah. uh, this, Endor. This will be the podcast to hear or the my Rings of Power thoughts. <laughs> ah, exclusive. The yes. Tim exclusive. <laughs> Well, all right. Uh, just, so, you know, just grab your VHS copy, grab your DVD copy, your Blu-ray copy, your Laserdisc, your HD DVD, grab your beta tape, grab your projector, grab your Blockbuster membership card, grab your UHD uh, PSP copy tin. Don't forget about that one. That's the most important one. Uh, grab your Netflix physical subscription copy and the way that peter jackson restored like he restored the, the beatles footage and the world war one footage it's the way he wanted you to see it tim which is the vhs to dvd pc converted copy yes. <laughs> um so grab all of that tim uh specifically that last one and i'm gonna give the countdown so tim are you ready I am ready. All right. Three, two, one. Hit play. Puzzled looked on Frodo's face. Okay. There's another one of those ring shots I think you were talking about. <laughs> the perspective yeah. was a little bigger. And, you know, that's what you want to do with a, with a weapon that can destroy Middle Earth. You know, just leave it on the ground. <laughs> or you know, or so put it in a game. very secure sealed envelope as Gandalf is doing right there. No one's <laughs> gonna to touch it. Yeah. Yeah. Put it put it on the bottom of a trunk. Speaking of the Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power TV show, I know there's been some like speculation of like, oh, is Gandalf gonna appear in it? Like, is he gonna? Because technically he could, I believe, when that part of the timeline, but nothing's been said that he is. But I kind of hope we do see. We get little teases of Gandalf in that series, or just the wizards or the Istari in general. Yeah, I was going to say, what would he be doing? I know, that's why I want to see it. (laughs) Uh, What would he be doing in that? I mean, um, not Gwendolyn. Uh, Don't tell (laughs) me her name, Tim. Dang it, Tim. I was going to try to guess it. Uh, Galadriel, like she's a natural, right? And like, yeah, like, like what is she? She's the main character. Yeah. So, so, so she's like five thousand years old when we meet her in uh, uh, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Rings. Something like that, I believe. Oh. <laughs> in the thou- definitely in the thousands, yes. Oh, uh, so, so she's seen a lot. Oh, that's why they have her do the uh, the narration, right? Exactly. <laughs> oh, because she, she would have been there. She's seen a lot of that stuff. Or maybe not seen with her physical eyes, but was alive during those time periods. Uh, I see. Huh. Oh, I just realized that, Tim. <laughs> I just realized that 
Gladriel would have seen all of this, right? Yep. Or or at least heard about it. Um, exactly. That's why she's one of the most yeah. powerful <laughs> and wise characters in Lord of the Rings. This was when we get to that period of the Third Age. Uh, and and what age is this show in? It's going to take place in, during the Second Age. Uh, which is as the title implies when the rings of power were forged and sauron uh, became the dark lord so sauron's gonna be in there then yeah Mm -hmm. uh okay wow i I don't know i just realized that that's why they had Galadriel do the um narration Uh, 20 years uh, later, still your mind's still being blown <laughs> by facts from the Fellowship of the Ring. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's for a minute by minute commentary. And um, Tim, can I throw it over to you for the for our featured topic for this episode? Yeah, and as we missed the uh, last episode, a lot of kind of big stuff happened in regards to Warner Brothers, HBO Max, and dc movies and it's not for the better so i guess we gotta share our thoughts and lament i guess over the recent news that's happening obviously the warner brothers discovery merger the new ceo david salsev i believe his name is i'm probably butchering his last name um not making a well a good introduction to (laughs) them being in charge because obviously the biggest thing hbo max is making tons of cuts to the streaming service tv shows Movies and none other bigger than the Batgirl film just being uh, totally gone. I mean, there's been reports, oh, they're going to like destroy it or delete it for the well, There's no evidence of it. But the, I don't think that's going to be the reality, but they are going to lock it away in a vault somewhere for no one to see it, which is just, I, mean, I was just so bummed when I heard that because we've obviously we've been following the production of it. It was in production. It was finished filming. It wasn't a finished film, but um, there was still in post-production. But the principal of photography has wrapped. And I, I was just liking what I was hearing from it. I mean, the, the suit looked great. Leslie Grace looked really great as background in the costume. Brendan Fraser was going to be Firefly. Of course, Michael Keaton was going to be in there. J.K. Simmons was going to be back as Gordon. So there's a lot of stuff to be excited about now knowing that there, it's a finished film. Like a not finished film, but filming was done on it and there's footage of it that we're now never going to see it's just such a bummer and what makes it worse is the reasoning is that they're doing it mainly discovery is doing it as a tax write-off is the reports mainly and there's been reports that oh it was such a bad film and had bad test audience reactions that's why they're shelving it but that's not really the case it's all because of money and the tax write-off that discovery is going to be able to get with these films and production that i i mean i don't know the exact of like official legal details of it but i believe they're trying to save get money back from this purchase by shelving these films that weren't in production while just dis- like under Disco- warner Bros. discovery so they're able to get tax write-off because of that it's something to that effect again i'm not an expert on that stuff but it's all comes down to money and i'm trying to save money after the merger and uh it's just not a good look when an anticipated film from your biggest ips which is dc and batman related characters and you're shelving a movie a lot of people were excited for which is such a bummer and it's for the reason that's what makes it too again it's just the reasoning for why it's being shelved and to never be seen because of money it's so disappointing 
And I think just this week we were hearing that they're going to have, this is such a sad term to use, but they're having funeral screenings of the movie for those who worked on it on the Warner Brothers lot. Just as a, I guess, a gesture to show before we lock it away forever, you could see your hard work that you were working on, um, what it was amounting to even before it was finished. So I, I guess it's good that the cast and crew or whoever worked on it got to see a little bit of it, but still, I imagine that's going to be a depressing screening experience. Hence, I guess why it's being referred to as a funeral uh, screening. So just everything surrounding it is just so messed up and it's just really disappointing. Again, just more disappointing news surrounded DC movies. So yeah, getting the news a couple of weeks ago that Batgirl was being shelved. I was disappointed with that. Yeah, it's a it's a bad way to start off your merger. Yeah, I mean it's 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 not very good. I mean it's I mean look, if the movie wasn't good, it wasn't good. Just release it, right? Um, you release that Super Pets movie or whatever that's called. Um, but if it's a tax write-off, it's like it is. It, how much of a write-off is it, you know? Yeah, like, like how much are you how, actually going to be saving? Saving? Yeah. Like, like, why don't you just release that one movie? Like, everybody wants to see it. Um, everybody's mad at you for that. Yeah. Like, like, why don't you just release that one movie? I mean, like, if, I don't know, if if the things uh, things were shifted and, like, people were complaining about, like, that Looney Tunes movie not coming out that also got canceled with, with, with um, was bad girl like, actually it was a scooby-doo movie that got scooby-doo yeah. right right it was, it was like a looney tunes tv show that got axed to or something uh, well, we'll but, get uh, to that don't worry <laughs> <laughs> okay but like well just just release it like if, if people really want to see it then just release one or two or three i mean especially is it like a when they're done that's the thing again not 100 yeah. percent done but the majority of of it's done the hardest part of it's done the filming of it <laughs> it's not only that it's like okay so so you take the tax write-off right for all these movies to save money but then you have one of the biggest shows on tv right now that just premiered yeah that, that that's what i don't get it's like like if you have one of the biggest shows on tv right now um but you, you're still trying to save money like cutting all these movies and TV shows and TV shows that haven't cut, come out yet. Like, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense, but maybe it's a legal thing. <laughs> like, I don't know. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bad way to start off this merger. And to be honest, they should just release the bad movie at this point. Yeah. And it's, it doesn't make you like excited and confident in the future of HBO Max either. Cause I think they already said that their HBO Max and Discovery Plus are gonna merge into another streaming service. But just the fact like some big content that was supposed to be on there, like Batgirls and HBO Max exclusive, that's gonna be gone. And then I think reports about they might be done with original programming for HBO Max. So that raised in question, you know, is the Penguin show still gonna be going on? The Arkham series that was going to be set in the universe of the Batman being developed by Matt Reeves. Is that still going on? I believe I've heard the Penguin show still okay, but I mean, how could you be confident anymore? That's the thing. The stuff that we're excited about, 
you can't be 100% sure that this is, you know, we're going to see this stuff, even if it's in production and filming is done on it, because now they, they set a precedent now where you can't be too confident that this stuff's going to see the light of day, no matter how far into production it is. And just, again, trying to attract new talent, too, to work for you and develop new content. And that's probably going to be hard to do for some creative forces and filmmakers and TV show creators to work for Warner Brothers Discovery, because in the back of their mind, hey, our film cannot see the light of day and be deleted after all the hard work that we put into it. So it's just a real mess, I think, as you said, just a bad way to kick off this merger and just, just doing things that's unpre- unprecedented, that's not for the better. So just tons of stuff with that. That's just disappointing. But yeah, and then uh, just one more thing. So yeah. so with with what you said, are they going to sort of like be, uh, are they going to sort of be like like Netflix, where it's like they're like, I don't know. Better Call Saul, right? That's not a Netflix original show. It's an AMC show that they put on Netflix, right? Mm. Is is that what you're saying? HBO Max is going to do? Yeah, I think they're just going to... That actually brings us to our next point that I wanted to talk about, where HBO Max, like it seems like their content's going to get a lot smaller because they just remove tons of stuff. It's not shows that I've watched, but... I know people who have seen it and they were disappointed that they removed a lot of original programming that was exclusive to HBO Max, animated and live action. And they're just gone because they're not available anywhere else. That's just what makes it so frustrating, too. Or like if you had the option to buy physical copies or see it somewhere else. But no, they're HBO Max exclusive. They're gone now. You cannot find copies of that anywhere. That's kind of a scary thought to have for future projects that are exclusive. But and it also makes me think. HBO Max was, I mean, it's a great service. There's tons of stuff to watch on there, and you're paying a, a good price for it, $14.99 a month. And if But if they keep removing content and cancel projects, it's like, is it going to be worth that monthly price anymore? Uh, it's just, everything about it is just frustrating. But going back to your point, um, the other big thing was the news we got earlier this week regarding my most anticipated Batman project, Batman Uh-oh. Cape Crusader. <laughs> Um, and I saw the headline saying the series not moving forward with HBO Max. I was like, I let out the biggest no in my head, <laughs> like even topping Darth Vader's no in Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> oh wow! But man, I just I got really scared. I thought, oh, don't tell me this is a casualty and this is now canceled. But in all the trade reports, it was saying the still being developed, the the series is still being worked on, and that's. Also, some of the Looney Tune movies you were talking about, it's in the same uh, status of Batman Cape Crusader, where they're not going to be moving forward on HBO Max, but now they're going to be shopped. And that's going to where you're, you're talking about how, even though this is so weird, Dane, <laughs> Warner Brothers has their own streaming service, HBO Max, but they don't yeah. want to put their most popular and probably lucrative IP IPs on there. DC, Batman, Looney Tunes on their own streaming service. They want to license it out now. So beware the Batman. I mean, not beware the Batman. Batman Cake Crusader could be on Netflix. It could be on Hulu. I believe some reports came out a few days ago saying how there's actually very strong interest from Netflix and Hulu to buy the licensing rights for Batman Cape Crusader. And again, I'm not a financial person as far as knowing how 
this is really going to benefit Warner Brothers. Maybe it does. Maybe they will make more money um, to license it out than having it on its own streaming service. But it just feels so weird. It doesn't make sense to me how you have your own streaming platform and you're not having your most popular IPs on there, but you're going to license them and sell them out. It's just that's what it's going to become now. So that's why I think the f- future for HBO Max or just Warner Brothers plans for streaming in general, just what it's going to be like. Is it going to be more licensing these shows and IPs out to different streaming services um, instead of having it on their own? So it's it was just it's just weird. But as I'm still thankful that Batman Cape Crusader, again, is still in development and is being shopped around. But am I 100 percent confident now that I'm going to see the series? Sadly, not anymore. I mean, how can I be after what's been going down? So it's just, I'm more hopeful that, yeah, I'm eventually going to see it. But just right now, you just never know. And that's just a really disappointing feeling to have. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, after you said that, it sort of makes sense because they, they would make more money licensing it out to Netflix or Hulu or whatever, right? But I guess <laughs> I mean, like, what I don't understand is like, like, kind of like what you were saying is like, you have this whole library of Batman stuff, right? You have the movies, you have the new movie, you have the, the old uh, animated series, you have all of the animated series, like, on one service, yeah, right? It's all there. And then yeah. with this new show, you are going to shop it out to netflix so like instead of going to hbo max like you have to go to netflix or you have to go to hulu or whatever it really doesn't make any sense um it's sort of like when disney plus launched and i can't remember which which movie it was it was either rogue one or it was solo was was exclusive to netflix yeah and so, like, it wasn't available on on Disney Plus, or like how the Spider-Man movies are on Disney Plus, or at least weren't on Disney Plus, right? They, yeah. They're on like Stars or Showtime or something. Yeah. Um, it's it it really doesn't make any sense because like all all of your viewers like are going to a different streaming service, but I guess licensing the movie out and all of that money that'll that'll come into you know Disney or Warner Brothers Discovery is is more than ha- having the complete library on your one service. So I mean I I guess like for money wise it makes sense, but I don't know like I, I'm just thinking like what if you have Netflix, like, like, what if you're a kid and your parents have Netflix, right? And then you see the, I mean, sorry, <laughs> that the Cape Crusader show on Netflix, and the, but, but, you, but they don't have HBO Max, and like, you, you want to see the other Batman stuff, but you can't because it's locked away on HBO Max. But you, you, you know, and you only have Netflix. It kind of doesn't make any sense, you know? Yeah, but, it's know. going to be really inconvenient for us, the consumer. That's for sure. To have everything like like you said everything was there already all the batman animated series stuff is in one spot now it won't be for the newest one which is again frustrating i don't know 
I guess it's all about the money for Warner Brothers Discovery yeah. it, rather than the convenience, which is unfortunate. Um, which, yeah, an unfortunate reality, but I don't yep. know. It's it, it's not only that. It's also like the the HBO Max original content. It's like I don't I don't see how. I mean, I guess like the production costs or whatever, but like. I don't see the point of just porting over shows, you know, like it, uh, Netflix has its original shows and like, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't make any sense, but yeah. Yeah. It's just, again, frustrating, not a good coming out party for the Warner brothers discovery merger with all the stuff going down and then kind of moving away from the HBO max side of things is just, the future of the DC films, theatrical films moving forward. And again, it's the same old stuff. And I gotta, I'm gonna be totally honest here. There's been a lot of talk about Warner Brothers and Discovery, how they're gonna have a new 10 year plan for DC films. It's gonna be the priority. And they're trying to find their, and this has been used everywhere the last few weeks. They gotta find their own Kevin Feige. I think he even, the new CEO, said that in the conference call or report or somewhere. It's like, we need to find our Kevin Feige for DC films. And it was just reported this week that um, they might have found it was uh, Dan Lin as uh, used to be a producer. And he's in talks to be ahead of DC films and just DC in general, as far as films and television shows. But I got to be honest now, Dean, I just I don't get excited about that stuff anymore. It's just I'm going to wait and see, because how many times have we been through this and have heard 10 year plans for DC films? And different people in charge and having plans moving forward. And it just doesn't go anywhere. It has to reset or get new people in charge to do this stuff. So I'm always going to look forward to DC films and be excited for them. But as far as like hearing this behind the scenes stuff, as far as who's in charge and what's the, like the state of like, the DCEU, the universe being reset or just going back, it's just I'm not investing like by... I don't want to say time or anything, but it's like, I guess my excitement level with that anymore. I'm just going to wait and see what happens. I'm, like I said, I'm going to see these films when they do come out and get closer to release. I'm going to be excited and see them, but just um, that the potential, I guess the excitement for the potential of a DC universe. It's just, it's not there for me right now because we, like I said, we've been through this for almost 10 years now. Uh, the 10 year plan has been like, doing these new 10-year plans almost like there hasn't been a good 10-year plan and now they're going to start a new one it's just yeah frustrating to like kind of be going in the same like a circle with dc movies so i'm hoping for the best i'm hoping that this does work out where dan lynn does become dc's kevin feige and they do have a solid 10-year plan and it lasts and they stick to it and they create a cohesive universe i mean I would love nothing more, but does past track record doesn't leave me to, uh, too hopeful that that's going to be the case. Hopefully this time is the time and I'm proven wrong. Um, but it's just like, I'm just at that moment now, whatever happens happens. So it's like, we'll, we'll see, but I'll be there again. I don't want to sound like, Oh, I'm giving up on DC films. It's like, no, I'll be there. I get, always get excited for these films. It's just the process and behind the scenes stuff of how these films get made and, the potential that's there but never comes to fruition that's what's getting tiring so um, we'll see about this one but that's just another thing and even right now 
Um, movies are getting pushed back. Shazam is supposed to come out. Shazam 2, Fear of the God, is supposed to come out this year. It got pushed back to 2023. Aquaman got pushed back later to 2023. So the only other DC movie we're getting this year is Black Adam. And then it's going to be a long wait for the others. And who knows about The Flash? <laughs> I mean, that's still supposed to yeah. be, I think, summer 2023. But who knows at this point? So it's just, again, right now, I'm just at... When these movies finally come out and we know they're coming out, that's when I'll be excited for them. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe them. It comes <laughs> as ten year, ten year plan thing. Um, honestly, just release Batman movies. At this point, you've tried the interconnected thing. It didn't work. It really didn't work. At least for me. Uh, oh, you can't say it what? worked um, in a general audience sense either in a financial standpoint. I mean, look at all the resets they have to try to do and these other standalone films that don't sure. connect to the main universe. So it, it just hasn't worked in general. Obviously, it has its fans, but not it didn't succeed on the level where it needed to. Again, you shouldn't copy Marvel. That's the worst thing you can do. It's 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 like the, if, 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 if the A's copied what the Yankees do. It just wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't and it's work. impossible. <laughs> yeah, and it's impossible. Um, you should just do Batman movies and do these weird little indie films that are actually really big productions, um, like The Joker. You know, you should just do that. <laughs> I, I don't think... I don't think it's possible at this point to like sort of like combine all of these different aspects that you have with the, I don't know, whatever this Flash movie is going to be, um, the Aquaman movie, or the Black Adam movie, whatever you're doing with Shazam 2. Um, I, and, 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 you know, taking all those movies and just combining them into, into one universe. Um, uh, you know, it's it's like with uh, hindsight is twenty twenty, but like you could tell from the first or the second Iron Man movie that they had a sort of a plan of what Marvel had sort of a plan of what they wanted to do with with um, their extended universe and everything. Um, I don't really think that that's feasible with these movies that we're getting right now. You know, uh, in, in the DC universe with Batman 2 or Batman 1 and 2, uh, this, like I said, the Black Adam thing, the Justice League thing, um, Birds of Prey. It's, it's, at this point, just have them be separate universes. You can't combine all of these different aspects. If they're too far apart, to, to really come together. I mean, can you really imagine the 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 Batman that we got in the Batman teaming up with Jason Momoa's Aquaman? Can you really imagine that in your head? Exactly. And and if you can, does it sound like a really good idea? So at this point, you know, like I said, just just have them be separate universes. We tried. You really tried with two separate movies of the same movie to try to connect all of this. Um, 
and it didn't work. It, it it just didn't work. And at this point, it's just better if it's just two separate things. And you can have, you know, a movie like The Joker or The the, the Joker 2, which is going to be a musical. You, you, you can have that. And these weird little niche films, just do that. That's the best you can do right now. And then maybe 20, 20 years from now, you can have the reset, you know. For, for like the, the the immediate future, it just won't work. It it it, it won't. And if if you did do it, I don't see people going out to see it. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, the only way to make if you like if they really want to have a Marvel has the only way to do it is to do a complete reset, wipe out everything. You have to start fresh with new actors, new series, and that and that means getting rid of the. Movies already in production, like Jason Momoa's Aquaman, Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, now Robert Pattinson and Matt Reeves' Batman. And But are they really going to do that? No. Those are still, obviously, with the Batman, that was hugely successful. They're going to continue that. Um, Aquaman was hugely, hugely successful, and they want to continue that with the second one. And everyone still, obviously, Wonder Woman 1984 wasn't too successful, but everyone still loves Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. And so if you were to do a complete reset, I don't think fans would be happy. But that's the way you would have to do it in order to start fresh with a brand new DC universe to build up to what Marvels have. If that's what they really want, but I really don't see that happening. So again, it just that's why I'm just not getting overly excited about this new 10-year plan that they're gonna have and what it's gonna be. So, but should be an interesting ride, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> do Do you think? I mean, uh, the they're not going to cancel the flash right they're, i i, I don't gonna... <laughs> yeah. i don't think so but at this time at this point would it really shock me probably not not after what happened with yeah. back row but um yeah. i right now i still i don't see that happening at this moment mm. but and yeah. things are that's the other thing too it's like because you keep hearing uh about ben affleck he's coming back in aquaman the second one and i think I think we talked about this last one where originally it was supposed to be Michael Keaton in that, but since Aquaman was coming out before The Flash, that that's why they put Ben Affleck in there for continuity. But now Aquaman is going to come out after The Flash, but Ben Affleck is still in it. So who knows what they're going to do as far as who the Batman's going to be in the, that that universe? Because I think the original plan was for Michael for Ben Affleck to exit in the Flash movie and have Michael Keaton kind of take over as that universe is batman but who knows now at this point <laughs> yeah let's just have three batman batman right let's have michael know, keaton let's have ben affleck let's have robert pattinson you know bring up michael keaton imagine like if he's frustrated with all of this he did a movie batgirl that nobody's gonna see the flash <laughs> is still technically scheduled for release but that's been pushed back a ton and not to mention all the bad publicity that's been kind of surrounding your its lead actor with Ezra Miller and having to deal with that. Yeah. So I was like, I wonder if he's just going to wash his hands of this. Like, you know what? I, it was awesome to come back. It would have been cool, but this hasn't been what I was hoping it to be because the return of Michael Keaton as Batman should have been just this grand thing that everyone, everyone is still excited for, but kind of the, some of the juice is taken away from that because of the delays and the stuff going on with the flash. And now, another appearance by Michael Keaton that we're never going to see in Batgirl. It's just taken away from the really cool return he could have had with his iconic his iconic portrayal of 
Batman. It, that's another disappointing aspect. And I wonder if he's going to be done with it too. Yeah, and like it, it's it's sort of like what's the point at this? Yeah. At, at, at this time, you know, like you you're bringing back Michael Ke- Michael Keaton, right? And he was supposed to be in the Batgirl movie, like you said. So like, and and he's going to be in the flesh, right? So like, we're missing a performance and a piece of the story uh, in the Batgirl movie. And what, like, it, it's, it's just going to disappear, right? As, as you, as you said, that the Batgirl performance is just going to disappear. And then he's going to appear in the flash. So like, is, is, is the flash, uh, Michael Keaton, Batman missing a part of his story already? Yeah. yeah that's what, <laughs> that makes it so disappointing, <laughs> frustrating, weird, everything <laughs> surrounding this whole scenario. Is just so unprecedented. It's so strange. Yeah. Well, for me, you know, personally, it's, it's going to be more of the same. You know, it's going to be the wait for the Tim review, wait for the Rotten Tomato score, um, and 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 see if I want to go to uh, make a sojourn to the movie theater to to see this movie or not, see these movies or not. So, you because know? uh, because I know for you, it's going to be a, I'm going to go and see these movies, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so for me, it's going to be a wait for the Tim review, um, and. The Rotten Tomatoes score at this point, because it it doesn't sound good to me. It it really doesn't. Uh, missing a piece of the story, uh, the Michael Keaton story at least. Um, I don't know if that Batgirl is supposed to be part of the Ezra Miller Flash and the the Jason Momoa Aquaman and the Gal Gadot Wonder Woman thing. Uh, but you know, it's, it, it really doesn't sound good to me. Uh, it's, it's, it's sort of like, uh, it's, it, it's, it's sort of like, um, going to have a dinner, going out to a restaurant and then like, it's a, it's a food that you don't like. Like for me, it'd be like seafood, <laughs> you know, it's like, ah, uh, okay. I mean, I guess I'll have some of the chicken then. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh, it doesn't sound good to me Tim no it doesn't uh, yeah just a disappointing couple, last couple of weeks regarding Warner Brothers and DC stuff but at the same time sadly we're kind of getting used to it by now <laughs> unfortunately yes um, so, uh, you know what let's end, end our feature topic on something good Tim what do yeah. you say? I would love Let, that. Let's talk about House of the Dragon that premiered last week. Yes. What did you think, Tim? Because I'm really curious. Because I don't know. Did, did you read that Fire and Blood uh, book? No, I didn't. I didn't read oh, it. Okay. Okay. So, like, for me, I had read A Game of Thrones before, like, way, way, way before the, the show came out. And... Um, I never knew that. Yeah, like, (laughs) it was actually one of the first fantasy books I've ever read. Um, I read it before I read uh, uh, the first, uh, uh, or Fellowship of the Ring. 
um, it's, uh, yeah, that was the first, like, I was a kid, and again, that is not a book for kids. I was going to say, yeah, probably shouldn't be reading (laughs) if you're a kid. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I had read A Game of Thrones, um, that first book of A Song of Ice and Fire, you know, and I, so I knew what I was getting into going into the, uh, um, the, the Game of Thrones show. Real quick, Gabe, um, I'm just curious, like, yeah. how did you find out about the book and what made you want to get that one? Uh, easy. Uh, this was, uh, again, if there's any kids listening to this, ask your grandparents about bookstores, what bookstores <laughs> were. Uh, and there's but, still some Barnes and Nobles out there. <laughs> Really, I haven't seen them. Yeah, I still uh, go. But, uh, uh, yeah, I went to a Walden Books, Tim. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, story, I remember but... Walden's. Yep. <laughs> I remember Walden. I went to a Walden Books and they had the display out. Uh, really, really quick, Dane, was when I was yeah. real little, uh, Walden's books. I at first I thought it was Waldo's books because of Where's Waldo the books, <laughs> so I thought, oh, this is like a bookstore of like named after the Waldo character. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could see that, Tim. Uh, but yeah, I went into Walden Books and they had a display up for the paperback um, version of A Game of Thrones and. Um, I want to say there was dragons on it. I'm pretty sure there was dragons on the um, on the display with uh, uh, swords and stuff, all the different swords. Um, I, I I can't remember what the name of the um, the Stark sword is, like Icebringer. Uh, ice. I think it's just ice. Ice, right? So so like ice was I on it, I guess, and like looked really cool. I asked my dad if I could get it and he said yeah because it was you know like a five dollar or seven dollar paperback okay and I ended up uh getting it reading it loving it uh not understanding uh some of it um <laughs> so yeah like uh I knew what I was getting into going into uh the Game of Thrones tv show at, at least some parts of it right like so like oh Ned Stark dies at the end I knew that, right? I knew, um, uh, again, I, f- I forget the name of the, the dire wolf that, that uh, Ned has to kill. Uh, lady, uh, sadly. Lady, right, yeah. yeah. I remember all of these um, these big major plot points, like, uh, especially in the beginning with um, the the... The Ice Walkers, Tim. <laughs> I'm sorry, I I totally forget uh, Game of Thrones, but like um, White Walkers, but White Walkers, yeah. I I remember that that uh, that party getting attacked by the White Walkers and Ned having to behead the um, the uh, that guy that ran away. Uh, so I remember, I remembered like the major plot points. I, I I didn't get the whole political intrigue, of course, because I was a kid. You know, like how, how did how did Ned get betrayed? You know, I I didn't understand any of that. But like with with Game of Thrones, it sort of explained it to me better because you know I was an adult at the time the show came out. 
Um, it was only with season two, three, four, whatever, that it was a totally new show for me because I didn't read any books, any of the books after that. Um, so yeah, like going into this show, it was more of a, um, I have no idea what, who these people are or what the story is. I mean, I sort of get what King's Landing is, uh, but as for the characters, like, I don't know, Viserys, I, I don't know who that is. Damon, don't know who that is. Rhaenyra, especially, don't know who she is. Um, don't know the where they they're at politically. Um, so yeah, for me, this was a completely new experience. So yeah, like for you, Tim, what was your first uh, impressions of it? Yeah, so I was kind of keeping away from full details. I knew what it was going to be about because when I was first getting into Game of Thrones, I really dove into a lot of the history and the lore. Those history and lore videos that were special features on the Blu-rays, they're just so good. They're about just expanding the world and the characters. And so one of those stories I remember thinking was really cool was the Dance of Dragons, the Targaryen Civil War. And then I found out, oh, that's what's going to be uh, the show's going to be about. House of the Dragons is going to focus on that event and those characters. It's like, OK, cool. And then that's I think that'll make for a great series. So I was just kind of going into it, knowing the very basics of kind of what that event was about. And I, and I refreshed myself watching those history and lore videos again, um, like a couple of days before the series premiered, just to get uh, myself more familiar with that event and some of the characters. And that just really got me hyped up for it, thinking, OK, this is going to make for a cool series. And the first episode, I I really dug it. Uh, it's It was like a different type of premiere episode than the first episode of Game of Thrones, but yet it still had that feel of like, it's good to be back in Westeros in this world and uh, introducing new characters. I thought they did a good job um, in establishing, again, what the show is going to be about with this area of the Targaryen dynasty where um, King, uh, I believe it's King Viserys, who's the one, um, the main character or the main king right now, the main timeline where the series second place, naming uh, Rhaenyra the heir to his throne once he dies after losing um, his first poor son, which was uh, such a tragic and traumatic traumatic um, moment in this first episode that they had to go through. And then how that's going to cause conflict, obviously, with other Targaryens who feel they have a right to the throne, and then just setting up what I know is going to take place down the line in the Dance of Dragon stories, uh, I thought was set up really good in this episode. But another thing I really liked about it that I wasn't expecting is just still kind of because we know it's a prequel series, obviously, but planting those little seeds for the events that happen in Game of Thrones. Because I like that moment where Viserys was talking to uh, Rhaenyra about when he names her the heir and how he says the information gives her the information that only the kings of Westeros and the Targaryens know about, which is about the dream that Aegon the Conqueror had about. Um, they don't know yet, but the White Walkers and preparing for that and how he has that Valyrian steel blade dagger that he gives to her, which we know is eventually the dagger that Arya uses to kill the Night King um, in the Long Night. So I like how they're kind of planning where, because I didn't know this going in, how it is something that each Targaryen king knew about, how it was a secret that they were passing down from generation to generation about the eventual war that was to come with the White Walker, then even calling it a Song of Ice and Fire, which is like what that uh, 
I guess that dream that Aegon the Conqueror had is being passed down. So I did like as- that aspect as well as a nice, cool way to tie it into the events of Game of Thrones uh, almost 200 years later down the line. So, yeah, I really liked it. I really thought they did a good job of setting up the story for this time period and leading up to that Targaryen Civil War. And this, again, good to be getting new Game of Thrones content <laughs> back on uh, TV again. Because I got to be honest, uh, when I was... Uh, watching those history and lore videos just to get familiar with the story again, it just really got me um, into a big Game of Thrones like deep dive as far as going back and rewatching some episodes. Now I re- want to rewatch the whole series. I did get the 4K box set um, not too long ago, and now I'm in the mood just to rewatch the whole series again because I haven't yet to watch that in 4K, which would be awesome. Then I back in 2016 when I first started watching Game of Thrones. Um, I got the books and I read a Game of Thrones and I read a Clash of Kings. The Clash of Kings I finished in 2017, but I haven't continued with the other, the next three books, just due to various reasons. Um, Star Wars novels coming out that I was reading, just doing other stuff. <laughs> but um, just this past week, I go, you know what? I'm in such a Game of Thrones mood now. I'm going to go back and start reading the books again. So I just started reading A Storm of Swords this week and just really enjoying that now and just really fun just to be like fully immersed in the Westeros world again. So um, House of the Dragon just did a great job of at least doing that. Um, not only enjoying that series, but just getting me back into the whole Game of Thrones universe again has been great. So yeah, I really dug it. Yeah, I'm I also like you, Tim. I really love this show and like it's oh my god, like the 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 fact that the king essentially kind of kills his own queen yeah you know uh that that really surprised me and in the end it didn't work you could see it coming with with all of the advertising that they're doing and all of the trailers because we of course know that renera is going to be uh air presumptive um yeah i really like this show i i I initially thought that the CGI of the dragons wasn't going to be very good because I didn't really like how the CGI was in in trailers, mm. but like um, I'm so glad that like they got like all of that looks great and you know like it's now you you, you have to explain to me Tim so so what is the dance of the dragons it, are are we seeing the dance of the dragons right now is is, is that the war between, that's going to eventually happen between Damon and Renera? eventually but here's the thing i mean maybe the show might do something different but Damon mm-hmm. and Renera, they're actually going to be on the same side um Damon actually marries her later on and they oh, oh right and they yeah, go they to marry war with, yeah, yeah they go to war with um trying to think of the family side that they go to war with but it's another i believe it's another aegon targaryen who i i believe it's like renera is away from king's landing she might be at dragonstone and then another targaryen i think another aegon is aegon or aemon again this i'm getting a little confused here but they take once viserys dies they get named the king to take over but renera's like no i was pronounced the heir of the Iron Throne by my father, and that's where the conflict clashed. But I'm, I'm a little—I can't remember exactly who the other side of the family is that they're challenging and they're going to go to war with. I think those characters have not been introduced yet in the first episode, but eventually will later. I see, because now it makes sense with um, 
see that that one scene where um uh Damon puts that that necklace on yeah. uh Renera. Yeah, like I was getting like a weird vibe. It's like, are they gonna get together? It's <laughs> a little weird, but uh, whatever. Well, and, not the Targaryens. They marry in family. Yeah, <laughs> they marry. The yeah, yeah. I was about to say. Um, but yeah, like I, I, yeah, I love the show. Um, and another I, cool I, thing too that I oh, forgot sorry. about Dane is that yeah. how the series like we're gonna get a time jump. I'm not sure it's gonna be this episode or if it's gonna be. Certain episodes are going to be where Renera is young or when she's older, but we're going to get the majority of the story, I believe, is when she's older and an adult. So I'm not too sure how long we're going to see her at this age as a kid. Uh, I see. Oh, right. Yeah, that, there's there's two actresses, right? Yeah. That play Renera. Yeah. Uh, I see, I see. Uh, so So we're going to flash forward in time, and then it's going to be the yeah, so quote-unquote Dance of the Dragons. Yeah, whatever. that's where it'll really begin, yeah. Uh, I see. So this was just Tim. This was the prequel to House of the Dragon. The prequel to the prequel. <laughs> yeah, the prequel to the prequel. Wow. Okay. Uh, I see. Okay. Yeah, there's two different two different actresses that play um, uh, Renera Millie Al- Alcock and Emma Darcy. Yeah, so I'm just wondering, like, how they're going to do that? Is it going to be, you know, going back and forth, and during an episode, or we're just going to get all the yeah. story with her as a young kid done, and then it's going to time jump, and then just moving forward is going to be her as adult all the time, or is it going to be a mix? So that'll be interesting to see how they do that. Yeah, and like how, again, like like you said, they might do something different, but like all all of the dialogue heavy scenes which is all of the the the, the king's council scenes uh um they're they're repeating and repeating and repeating that damon is a tyrant yeah and that he's not going to be a good king and that he's just he spends a lot of money and all of this sort of stuff and they're really hammering home that he will not be a good king period and we, we saw and how like, brutal he could be and yeah. punishing criminals right <laughs> Yeah, and uh, sort of like not killing, but uh, uh, crippling auto Hightower's son. Yeah, <laughs> son um, in that jousting tournament, and then it, it was only after he was bested by uh, that one guy that he uh, sort of was like, oh, okay, uh, but. So, like, they're hammering home that Damon is this bad guy, right? That he's not going to make a good king. So, like, it makes me think that it, the Dance of the Dragons, quote-unquote, is going to be Rhaenyra versus Damon, and it's going to be a war of succession, yeah. right? Like, the, the war of Spanish succession, like, where Game of Thrones was based on War of the Roses. It seems like this is going to be based on uh, the war of uh, Spanish succession. So, like, so... What what is in my head, Tim, is that the dance of the dance of the dragons, right, is pretty much just the real life uh, uh, war of Spanish succession. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so so they're not going to get married then. 
Well, right. Well, we'll see. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, are they right. going to go something different, or are they going to follow to what the story that was in the book? So that's yeah. that's the stuff I haven't like dived into in the show. Like maybe that information's out there already, but like I kind of don't want to know. I'll see as the series progresses and see what direction they go into. But I, I kind of hope I do hope they follow closely to what's already been established in the history with the Targaryens that we know about already. But Tim, you have to be. You have to be my Wikipedia, my Timopedia, if you will, <laughs> of uh, House of the Dragon and Game of Thrones and Song of Ice and Fire. I'll do my best. As I'm getting more, more back into it, hopefully I'll be able to answer more questions that you may have. Yeah, because like, who was who that first king that we see right off the bat that chose uh, Ceres? Yeah, what was his name? Who was yeah, that I'm guy? On, I'm blanking on the name already. But it's yeah. kind of like the same thing where he didn't like the heirs, like all his heirs has like have died, so they had to he had to choose an heir to the throne to do a council. That, like he didn't choose. Like it was this like a big council that they had to name the succession? I mean, obviously it was a big deal. We saw how big that room was where they named Viserys the king. Um, so uh, it's Jaharis. Jaharis. Jaharis okay. Tar- Targaryen. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that I think that was in line to what the, the established history was already. So they're following closely to at least in that time period to what um, was in the book, I believe. The um, the queen that died or was killed or was murdered is uh, Ama Aaron, right? Okay. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, I I I love the show. It sounds like you like love the show, Tim. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I, get- I I I will say the one show, or there's actually two shows I really hope for. As much as I think this is off to a great start, watching the history and Lord's video again, and a series based on Aegon's conquest of Westeros, so that would be an amazing series. And I hope one day we do get that. And also yeah, too, I don't that. what what was that? Because they mentioned that in the show, like, and, and then he couldn't conquer one part of the. Of the uh, continent or something. Yeah, I believe it was Dorne, if I remember right. Dorne. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Because they, they talk about that one guy. Is it, that, um, Renera and her friend are like, oh, he's really good looking, right? And then, yeah, oh, it's Dornish. Right. And, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, like, what, what was that? It, 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 was that just a uniting of all of the kingdoms? Is that what that was? Yeah, well, he, yeah, he goes to Westeros, like, the last like of the people from Valera with the dragons and then the family, the Targaryen family wanted to, you know, unite the seven kingdoms under one rule. And he, you know, with the power of dragons, he goes to each of the different seven kingdoms. Uh, and there's some really cool battles that were described there um, that take place that allows them to conquer. And then you just see the different rulers like try to fight, but then they have to end up bending the knee and falling under his rule. And then, whole situation with uh, the Starks and uh, Winterfell where they didn't even have a fight. The He uh, just bent the knee to Aegon without even putting up a fight because he knew that it was a fight they couldn't win and he was known as the king who knelt <laughs> amongst uh, the Stark family. So just a lot, a lot of cool different I think aspects to how he conquered Westeros and just for some really cool battles I think we would see too. It's, and just how different families get established because that sounds like the Baratheon family um, came to be the rulers of storm and like i believe it was 
one of his um like close associates was a baratheon and once they took over the ruler of storm's end um he put i forget his name but he put that baratheon to take over the rule of storm's end and that's how the baratheon family became established and um became the rulers of that part of the seven kingdoms so just a lot of stuff of seeing the beginnings of the houses and stuff would take place there as well so i just think it would make for a great series so so what happened to uh valeria it, it like, got pretty much destroyed by i believe a volcano that erupted and oh. the people i think were too like either too like proud haughty like think they were like invincible uh with the dragons and like like certain magical abilities but it all came crumbling down but the targaryens left there before that happened oh, i see i see so, and also yeah, too i uh, would love a series on robert's rebellion too i keep hearing that that's not going to happen yeah. but Man, there's, that would just be amazing to see play out. Just visually, too, because certain, like the armor they wear, Bobbard's armor, Rhaegar's armor, the Battle of the Trident that they have, there's some like great artwork. I just have really cool pieces of armor. I think it would just really be awesome to see on screen. But then, again, just the fully establishing that story of how everything went down, I just think would be awesome to see. What if they did a, um, a show uh, with Arya of like uh her travels of what is west of westeros oh, i'd love that too i think i'd be down for that <laughs> just give or, me more stories or what about a mountain show yeah uh, uh, i'm not sure if he's a character we can watch on a weekly basis to be honest <laughs> <laughs> like uh what is he doing when he's not doing a fight right i i, I don't think he's doing anything else but killing. I mean, that's all he does. <laughs> <laughs> that's always that's always see him doing. Yeah. In all all the seasons of Game of Thrones. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I don't think we can watch that on a weekly basis. Yeah. What about uh, Pedro Pascal show? Right. So he's got The Last of Us, and he's got Mandalorian, and then whatever he's doing in Game of Thrones. Right. I mean, who's gonna turn down more Pedro Pascal stuff? I mean. <laughs> He's awesome, so I would love to see more of that of him as overall <laughs> cartel. Um, so yeah, that, that I I guess we'll review each episode, Tim, as they, as they come out on like, on each of our shows. So. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, it'll be two episodes because since we record every two weeks, we'd have two episodes to talk about. Oh right, yeah, two episodes. Um, so yeah, is is that it for our featured topic, Tim? Yeah, I think that's it. Okay. All right. So, uh, is there any news that you wanted to talk about? Talk about? Uh, I think we got all the main news. <laughs> that whole HBO Warner Brothers Discovery stuff that's uh, went down these last few weeks. So. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess the, uh, I guess that's it for our for for this episode. Um. Again, go over to the Batman Universe at Facebook.com slash Batman Universe Twitter handles at Batman Universe Tim's Twitter handles at tim g311 i'll say it this time because you're not feeling so hot tim always appreciate and <laughs> my twitter handle is at dane says banana you can rate and review the side things um you know what i realized tim there is no itunes anymore so like That's i've true. been saying the wrong thing for a while now okay so wait on yeah apple podcast i think that that's all it is right Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Right. 
Are we on Spotify? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. Um, we're, we're on YouTube. I know Dustin puts our episodes on YouTube, so we're there. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, so, yeah, uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube, even though you can't rate and review people on YouTube. Give a thumbs up. Uh, <laughs> give a thumbs up, right? Give us a thumbs up um, on YouTube. Um and if you want to email the show, you can email the show at. Uh, I forgot to say that the show's Twitter handle, Tim. Show's Twitter handles at Bad Fans Podcast. There we go. See, it's been a while, Tim. That's why I'm forgetting everything. <laughs> Gotta get um, the, the rust off. Yeah. Um, and if you want to email the show, you can email the show at badfansmonopads at gmail.com. So, like we say at the end of every single episode, Tim. Because of each and every one of you with all of our recovered hearts from being sick the last week. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, we'll see you guys next time. See you next time, everybody. Yeah.